2: Master Certified Coach Christopher McCallum.
1: We have so much to get to. We have many, many things to get to. All right. Number one, our guest co-host for today is back with us. Via the the magic of technology, we've got Gina Ross of Gina Ross Coaching joining us from a beautiful vista of the ocean in in Victoria, British Columbia. Gina, are you there? I am here.
2: Hopefully the connection is better.
1: It is. Just, uh, hey, jump right in any time. And in the meantime, let's let people know that you're a coach who works with aspiring entrepreneurs to find, heal, and share their voice, the authentic expression that wants to have impact with the people they serve, and that people can find you at GinaRossCoaching.com. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Thanks. And like I said, dive right in. We're going to go fast because we've got a million things to talk about. One of the things right. is our longtime sponsor, our longest sponsor for... Pardon me. About 14 years, we've been sponsored on this here weekly podcast by Accomplishment Coaching. Now, Gina, I don't know if you're like me. If you are, God help you. But if you are, you want the finest things. When you go looking for anything, you're looking for the finest one. Not the cheapest one, not the most readily available one, but the finest. And when it comes to coach training programs, Accomplishment Coaching is the finest in the world. And they're not kidding, and it's not hyperbolic, and it's not just an idea. It's true in terms of any measure, in terms of the success of the graduates, in terms of the number of hours of actual coaching, the numbers of <coughs> pardon me, books and study and distinctions and tools, but also you get to coach real-life human beings, not just coach your neighbor or your fellow trainee or something like that, but you get actual human beings to coach as well as you get a coach For an entire year, once a week for a year. How great is that? So all those things and more. distinguish Accomplishment Coaching as the finest coach training program in the world. Of course, it's ICF accredited. And uh, Gina, let's see. Here's a pop quiz. Can you name all the cities in the world where Accomplishment Coaching is currently, where people can do the program?
2: 10 D.C., New York, Chicago, San Diego, Victoria, British Columbia, Seattle. Did I get
1: them all? I believe so. Did you say Chicago, Illinois? I did. I did. Nice. You got them all. Six cities uh, where you can find the world's finest coach training program. And I know that I speak for Gina when I say one of the favorite things that, uh, of ours about accomplishment coaching is that you, right now, you listening here with no uh, experience or uh, admission fee can go and observe the coach training program in process near you. You can just go and sort of sit as a gallery uh, watching the coach training in process. And I love that because I don't know about you, but I don't like things that are mysterious. And generally, coach training is mysterious. Like you can get a sales pitch about it, but you don't really know what they do until you sign up. And here you can go and check it out before you sign up. Uh, Anything else you want to say about accomplishment coaching, my friend Gina? Just check it
2: out. Check it out because you won't regret it.
1: What finer recommendation could there be then? Gina Ross saying, check it out. All right. Uh, I do not promise to stop teasing you about your delightful Canadian accent, by the way, just so you know.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love being Canadian. Okay. <laughs> I'm so glad. So as advertised uh, at the beginning of the show and just before the break, uh, I'm excited about our next guest. Uh, her first time here, an executive hen- headhunter who's also a certified PCC executive coach and – a certified EQ 2.0 trainer for global technology and entertainment innovation leaders. So this is somebody who's trained as a coach, who's also a successful headhunter, who's also, and here's the kicker, certified in emotional intelligence. So she's uh, got quite a resume, as you might imagine, but this is fascinating to me. And there's there's one small bone I have to pick. If your name is spelled C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E, I think it's Caroline, but I have been sometimes corrected to Carolyn. So I'm going to ask you, Ms. Stokes, is the correct pronunciation of your name Caroline or Caroline?
0: <laughs> Caroline is 100% perfect. Thank you very much for asking. <laughs> Thank you for
1: <laughs> addressing that, de- that important <laughs> issue of our time. Caroline, welcome. And tell us, how does this work with you being, having sort of three different ways that you're listening to almost any conversation, that of a headhunter, an uh, emotional intelligence or EQ certified person and a PCC coach.
0: Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me on the show. It's an absolute pleasure. It really is. Uh, to answer that question, I just imagine how busy the brain is. We, we, we are obviously operated by our brain. And to think like a headhunter, a marketeer, a uh, EQ coach that's obviously looking at uh, emotional intelligence aspects, as well as obviously being a certified executive coach, there's a lot of stuff going on in the head. And I have to say that one of the one, one of the great tools that I use and I'm constantly flexing on a regular basis is the emotional intelligence aspect because you, every time you get an emotion or every time you get an assumption or every every time there might be an, un, an unconscious bias that might suddenly appear, you've got to question yourself. So I think that's that's one of the most most important things that that uh, I use daily, uh, you know, not always perfectly but, you know, we are human at the end of the day and um, I'm able to use that uh, when working with clients for a head hunting assignments and obviously for executive coaches and to, uh, uh, sorry, executive coaching engagements, which in they enables me to be able to really work with uh, both candidates, clients and coaching uh, clients in the moment.
1: I'm having trouble focusing on what you're saying because your accent is so lovely. And yet you, <laughs> I'm I'm further going to tease my Canadian counterpart here because you don't sound Canadian, but I believe you are. Is that true?
0: I am, I am Canadian. Uh I I've been Canadian for a whole year now. Lived here for 12 years and moved here 12 years ago, uh but I am British as you identified.
1: I just identified you as non-Canadian. You you choose to <laughs> choose your own path there. All right. So um thanks so much for being with us. And you are affiliated with the uh I think you're actually on the board of the ICF Vancouver chapter. Is that correct? If people want to meet you in person or find find you someplace?
0: Yes, actually, I've just recently resigned because oh. there's just two. I know it's very hard work. The, the Vancouver chapter has accomplished so much. They have they've they've done extremely well. For example, one of their um, uh, one 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 of their their big wins for the past year is that uh, they've their one of their top uh, leaders has actually won the prism award the international prism award mm-hmm. which is uh, great um, by AFCC fuel cell uh, corporation here in Vancouver and the Vancouver chapter along with the la chapter really do strive to do an awful lot they'll have coaching cafes and so on and so forth the people behind it are extremely passionate about what they do i was in charge of the sponsorship working on the sponsorship side and because i've got two businesses to run i just i said to the guys look i'm ever so sorry i just i really don't have time for this anymore so i bowed out uh very very recently and uh i i I regret it but at the same time there's only so many hours in the day
1: indeed Let's talk about those two businesses and then we'll go back and speak maybe about the value of the ICF and, and mm-hmm. uh, chapter participation. So mm-hmm. you've got, as I understand it, two different businesses. Will you will you outline for us what those businesses are and how they're useful?
0: Mm-hmm. So two businesses. I'll start off with the one that I started right at the very beginning and the company is called Forward. It's uh, an executive headhunting and executive coaching company and when I started that organization, it was specifically... Born to have a coach approach for headhunting assignments, Uh, I had worked in headhunting for a number of years, and previously to previously, uh, I worked in marketing, and I could see that there was this big gap in that whole headhunting process, which was the the focusing on the human aspect, and rather than it being transactional, so after a lot of work in that particular area, working out how to develop a coaching process uh, within the organization for the, the, the clients that are served as well as the candidates that are served and even people that, that don't think that they need coaching uh, or, or or talent that need just that little bit of little bit of help just to kind of get, get in the right direction through a very powerful 10-minute conversation versus that, no, I can't help you here. Uh, I decided to set up a, a new style of headhunter Company in Vancouver, and uh, we serve companies internationally. And we we find their their senior heads in Montreal, in San Francisco, in L.A., all all over the place. And in uh, we've even done searches in um, Australia and in China. And the the, the focus here is to provide a, a genuine partnership to the clients as well as the candidates, so that everybody is informed that the, 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 throughout the entire process, and they they feel like they have somebody that is able to think and understand about the role and the organization moving forward. So predominantly we work with uh, innovation leaders, uh, companies and organizations that really want to make the shift uh, in, in what they need to do. A lot of organizations, and I think the um, this is a st- standard practice, especially when you hear about artificial intelligence and bots and automation and all of that technology aspect, organizations are having to transition and change rapidly for the AI age. And that means that the humans that they hire are going to be even more even more important because they they, they they need they need human beings that are able to uh, function in in a, 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 in a way that is strategic, uh, also able to focus on the product are also very focused on uh, commercial aspects and really able to work through all of the different aspects of, of an organization and to think hol- holistically uh, so so that that search function is very important but also when we place candidates, we then go through a ninety-day coaching process. Um, I would like to say that Michael Watkins um, backs this up, um, but it's it's a different type of program whereby, uh, which it, I, I kind of call it the quick and dirty program, where it's 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 gets to the core, a bit like a. Uh, a speed session in coaching you can mm-hmm. you can have a speed session in coaching this is a speed speed 90 days um coaching program where every single week the the, the person is coached they go through an emotional intelligence assessment actually let me, let me start off from the beginning there we have a kickoff meeting with the with the hiring manager and all of the stakeholders as well as the candidate and we identify what what are the goals for and the objectives and what does success look like in in 90 100 days and then we do an eq assessment and every single week we we we, we have coaching uh, with the actual individual, the, the candidate, the new hire. And then at the end, a mini 360 specifically to help them then go on their way to, so, so they can identify how they need to move forward. And the reason for that, and I'm always getting this and I'm always kind of stunned that this continues to happen, but it happens. I, I did a 360 earlier this week with a very, very senior person and who's on who's on the board and he responded with after he, we did the 360 and gave him the, f- the feedback which was you know I didn't know everybody was so happy with all of these different areas and it's just like this is the challenge with people that go into their jobs they they are heads down they're so they they they're unable to focus on anything mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. there are so many assumptions so so there's, there's there's so so it's a very worthwhile exercise and one of my goals is to ensure that organizations use this process internally when they hire people and recruiters are actually able yes. to adapt
1: this is i'm just going to pause you long enough mm, to please. declare I declare you a brilliant genius, because this when you when you first hear the notion executive head hunting and coaching, I'm like, uh, I don't see how that works, but this this almost guarantees success, because you've already not only have you found the candidate and gone through that, but th- with your experience and your and your methods, but then bringing in coaching right at the beginning, where you've a articulated the goals right? B, you've created a meeting so that everybody knows that they're, they're all included on the goals. Everybody's clear. And then the coaching to those goals with the 360 input, it's you're a brilliant genius. That's perfect. That's going to guarantee that <laughs> person's success.
0: All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and, you. Well, and
1: now we've got one of your businesses, right? That's the uh, Forward, which is available at co. Is that correct? That's right. Thank all right.
0: you. Yes. What's the yes, other is one? Correct. The other one is the emotionally intelligent recruiter. So that's very, that kind of extends to that whole idea about how you work with companies, how you work with clients, how you work with candidates, how you uh, develop a coach approach. But here it's developing emotional intelligence for recruiters. Now, as we know, we all have emotional intelligence, but there are ways to adapt and transform and change so we can again be better at working with clients. How we can be better working with candidates, even if they're, they're, they're candidates that you can't help at that particular moment in time. And I've created a program specifically for um, organizations to bring on board um, a program specifically for recruiters in various forms, whether it's just a, a, a quick and dirty one hour session through to, which as you you know the preparation for even a quick and hour, a quick and dirty one-hour session is, is is actually very labour-intensive, through to a, a, a more long-form three to, three to six-month program that also incorporates emotional intelligence um, certification with the emotional intelligence training company with David Corey's company. I don't know if you've come across him, mm-hmm. and uh, so combined, the, you've got you've got the 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 the, the deep. Deep and meaningful, especially if uh, recruiters and headhunters want to become that emotionally intelligent recruiter. Especially if they've got an HR qualification. If they don't, I really encourage um, recruiters to make this as their as their first step. And it, to me, this is a mission. It's it's a mission, and it's also a, a a business move because I I see in the world of AI there is this uh, desperate need for more as as intelligence, Intelligence and bots and automation becomes an integral part of a a toolkit for recruiters, even coaches. In the future, there's going to be this great opportunity for organisations to be particularly selective about what kind of recruiters that they hire. And you may know the relatively well-known fact about the US Army had um, uh, had decided that they were going to hire. Uh, recruiters based on a certain emotional intelligence uh, range, and when they did, they saved three million. Uh, I don't know how. I don't have the the, the, the reports, but this is a Reuven Baron uh, statistic, and I quite like that statistic. Uh, <laughs> it's like, okay, I'll work with that. Um, and with that information, you're able to think, okay, so how how can organisations? If you look at it from an organisational lens, how can an organisation actually in, enhance their um, community outreach, their um, candidate experience, their, uh, their employer brand, how can they ensure that all of that it really connects with what the organization is doing and that that part of that means that you bring in and we 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 know this that you need to have a recruiters integrated with hr but even bringing it making them even more integrated so so there's that communication aspect and and revealing those blind spots that we all have even if we think we know everything So so that's kind of where that's going. And it's it's uh, it's been a passion of mine for nearly 20 years. And and it was finally launched this year. And I have a podcast called The Emotionally Intelligent Recruiter. Sorry about the plug there. And uh, also courses and so on. I'm sorry about your cough.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm sorry. I'm just coming off of three days of laryngitis, which is (gasps) which is the universe's way of saying shut up for a while. <laughs> the, uh, so let's point people to where they can find the podcast and more information about emotionally intelligent recruiting and being trained at, in such an approach. Which is the again you start all your all your URLs with the the ei recruiter that's r e c r u i t e r dot com the ei recruiter dot com and that's where you find the podcast as long uh, along with wherever fine podcasts are available right. The Emotionally yes. Intelligent Recruiter Podcast. That's the full name, the Emotionally Intelligent Recruiter Podcast. Um, all right. I want to I go back a step and I want to invite mm. our, my, my other Canadian friend, Gina. <laughs> you know how everybody's got to have one. Um, Gina <laughs> Ross back in here. Now, first of all, do you two know yeah. each other? Because, Gina, I think, are, I know you're in, involved with the ICF up there, but you're in the fabulous Victoria yeah. chapter as opposed to the Vancouver chapter, correct?
2: Yeah, the Vancouver Island chapter, yes. Sorry. Actually, uh, just been nominated for another board role this year coming up with the well, AGM, so... Well, great. Yeah. If you're
1: interested in another board role, I know that there's one open in the Vancouver chapter, I just heard. <laughs> um, uh, all right, so... Carol is,
2: Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. What do you have, Gina? I was just going to say, as Caroline would agree, one role at a time is plenty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I'd, I'd love to invite you each to comment on your participation with your local ICF chapter. And as we are an ICF media partner, I'm sort of pro-ICF. So I'd love to hear maybe, you know, uh, 30 seconds or a minute each on what what you've found at your local ICF chapter and why bother go and attend there, especially whether you're a recruiter or a successful coach. Yeah. Um,
2: I'll jump in first. So it's just a really great way to move coaching forward in our community for – you know, coaching is such an important toolkit to have and there's so many schools out there. So it's just bringing all of us together, um, the diversity with us and making sure that our community knows that we're around and, yeah, just a fantastic way to support one another.
1: Great. Anything to add, Caroline, or a change or fix?
0: I'd like to add that uh, as uh, there are lots of coaches that uh, when they... Either work in an organisation, or if they work solo, they it's very hard to find like-minded people that have that coach approach and are able to really, you know, flick that switch on very quickly on on how to communicate in a coach-like manner and and are hungry to learn about new coaching practices, new coaching styles, new tools, new resources, and so on. And the International Coach Federation. Vancouver chapter, and I'm pretty sure this would be the same for the Victoria chapter as well, enables... The, the, the coaches, ICF coaches and, and um, uh, people that are going through the educational process right now to really get closer to that those grassroots. I will never forget, I, I was in, uh, just so you know, Gina, I, I studied at Royal Roads University for uh, my executive coaching uh, training and I absolutely loved it. And I have to say, after the one week on site, when I left that, I felt like I'd left my people. I, I was like, we, we were all so aligned and now I'm back in the big world where there's there's skepticism there's cynicism there's you know there's power struggles <laughs> and, and, and and there's just something warm about going back to the people at, at an ICF event where everybody it, in, and it reminds you it, it kind of sparks those the areas in your brain that maybe you have yeah. forgotten about
1: yeah
2: yeah
1: great I so, agree so we all agree it's a wonderful way to get connected and to be uh, become known in your field. Let's go back to, um, well, first of all, Gina, I've, I've sort of been talking over you here. Is there any question that you've got for Caroline, anything that has piqued your interest?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm really curious, and I've wanted to ask, like, are there any, I, you know, when I think of headhunters, I think of, you know, these men in suits and very, like, Uh, mean-looking. Apparently with
1: deep voices,
2: yeah. (laughs) Yes, deep voices. Um, So I'm curious about any myths that you might be able to uh, shatter for me, because you don't sound like a mean man in a suit.
0: Ah, okay. Well, that's very interesting that you have that uh, uh, image in your mind that headhunter stroke recruiters are... um, well, you have a very different image. I think the, the, there are lots of different <laughs> types of recruiters, and I'll give you lots of different images. So, re- rec- recruiters or headhunters are essentially there to find the right people that can fit an organization's development. So, they they they're, they're in there specifically to create their function is to is to find people it's it's a human it's a human to human connected experience that is necessary but there the 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 cycle is um I would say slightly damaged, just to go slightly off off topic for a second. Uh, Think about a doctor, for example. Think about how a doctor or a nurse is overworked and they are there in that environment to help people, to serve, to fix people. Same thing with recruiters or headhunters. They are there to make sure that companies have the right talent so that company is healthy. They're able to to advance and to be profitable and to do whatever their big, hairy, audacious goal and mission is all about. Mm -hmm. So those people are there. The, uh, and, and the aspect is, and you know, like not doctors and nurses, they they are stressed out beyond belief. So are recruiters. And I think the image that you have in your mind is that they're they may be a little bit brash or big or scary. It's because number one, it sounds like they're a little bit unknown because you don't know what they do. But it, it really is a case of if you were to have a conversation with a recruiter about a role that you are particularly aligned with you're then going to have a conversation with them about Caroline, it.
1: Caroline, I'm going to interrupt only because we've run out of time and we've got, about, we've got about 15 seconds. So I want to give you a chance for a quick parting thought or parting shot for our people, and I trust that we got enough of an answer for you, Gina. So what would you leave 30 or 50,000 coaches with today? Ms. Stokes?
0: What would I leave with 30 to 50,000 to recur? Oh, my gracious me, that is an amazing question. i will going to try and get it in 15 seconds. Um... Be bold, think differently, think about the future which is going to be changing quite rapidly. You've got AI, automation and bots. And it's gonna happen a lot sooner, especially with um selfware. Not software Beautiful. but selfware.
1: Beautiful. Thank you so much. We'll be back with you next week. Join culinary masters and legendary winemakers for one of the largest Epicurean celebrations, the 14th Annual San Diego Bay Wine and Food Festival. From November 12th through the 19th, this week-long extravaganza features celebrity and local chefs, 200 amazing wineries, 70 of San Diego's best restaurants, and it's a week of citywide events. Go to
2: VinVillage.com to save big on select tickets. For event and hotel packages, visit SanDiegoWineClassic.com. That's SanDiegoWineClassic.com.
1: Hi, Scale Listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online.
3: Do you love wine, but it doesn't love you back in the morning? Then it's time to try Alcotox, the ultimate hangover cure. Alcotox is a dietary supplement that reduces the harmful side effects of alcohol, and it benefits all alcohol consumers, not just those who occasionally overindulge. So now, for less than the cost of a drink, you can wake up hangover-free. To learn more, go to vinvillage.com and let Alcotox make hangovers a thing of the past.